After what feels like an impossibly long wait, the Hoosiers basketball team is finally going to step back on the court on Saturday. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Friday, October 28th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdog underdogfantasy.com with the promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Feels like we had to wait forever for this, but IU is finally stepping back on the basketball court um, on Saturday. Now, it is an exhibition, uh, a glorified scrimmage, only in the sense that it is being taped, uh, but it it's still something. It's better than all this closed-door stuff. It's better than these Hoosier hysteria events, which aren't even really practices. It's just running up and down the floor and having a dunk contest. So it is something that we can uh, talk about. Certainly never would we have any hot takes about uh, a scrimmage. Uh, for those that don't know or or, or um, haven't looked, IU will play Marion exhibition game 3 p.m. on Saturday obviously at Assembly Hall. It'll be on BTN+. Plus. I don't know uh, how much tickets are. For an exhibition, I would think they'd be generally cheap, but uh, I with this team, tickets might just be expensive no matter what. In lieu of our, our kind of normal preview of past matchups, and I mean, obviously IU and Marion haven't played a whole lot. Let's talk about some things I'm excited to see. Three specific things in uh, in general, first, I'm excited to see the two new freshmen, the, the two star freshmen, I should say, um, take the court. Jalen hood Shafino, Malik Renault, um, Jalen hood Shafino specifically out there, presumably with the starters. Um, excited to see how he fits into that lineup, what type of dynamic he brings to that lineup that uh, Parker Stewart didn't because that's basically going to be presumably the only change. I'm assuming the starting lineup, uh, given full health, is going to be Xavier Johnson, Jalen Hood, Shafino, Miller, Cop, Race Thompson, Trace Jackson, Davis. If so, then Jalen's kind of the only new part of that. So how different does that lineup look with him versus what Parker Stewart was able to bring to the floor? And then Malik. Decent chance he's the first big man off the bench, depending on what you classify Jordan Geronimo. Uh, what type of element does he bring? Because IU didn't really have kind of a someone that could be a natural backup center last year. Uh, Michael Durr played that. He really, his performance has waned. He was really good in that Purdue game, but outside of that, he really struggled a lot. Um, so can Malik play at a more consistent level throughout the season? I'm just excited to see Trace Jackson Davis dunk the ball again. Uh, this could be the last season we're going to get those highlight reel dunks. Um, if IU is going to run more pick and roll, which Trace wanted, and he spoke about that during the summer, if IU is going to do more of that, 
we saw some crazy lobs from Xavier to Trace in that kind of second half or, or even later than that, the final couple weeks of the season. I'm excited to see how bad of a pass Xavier can throw that Trace still catches and throws down for a dunk. Excited to see him put guys on posters. Uh, we only, like I said, we only have one more year of that. Presumably, Trace could technically come back next year, but uh, it feels like this is the final hurrah. And if so, I'm going to enjoy every single one of them this season because uh, there is a very finite amount of them left. Then the three-point shooting. That's going to be uh, what everybody's going to talk about uh, well into the season. How good is this team going to be at shooting three-pointers? Because that's really going to dictate um, how good that they're going to be this season, what their ceiling is going to be. Uh, if they want to compete for na- the national title, certainly, even uh, try to establish themselves as the best team in the Big Ten, They're going to have to really learn how to shoot the ball well from three, which is not something they remotely did last season. Uh, So excited to see what what that looks like after a summer of of working on it. Obviously, it'll only be an exhibition. The stakes won't be quite as high, but um, just seeing that ball go in the hoop does a world of good for your confidence, even in an exhibition game. Never too early to start kind of building that confidence, that momentum heading into the season because IU right away is going to have some challenges. So um, getting that momentum built in these games is going to be important. Most importantly, though, guys, remember, this is just a scrimmage. I'm not going to take anything really big away from this game. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the starting lineup looks different or if there's a bit of experimenting going on. Maybe guys won't even play if they have little um, nagging injuries. I, I Just remember, it's a scrimmage. We don't need to overreact to this. Uh, the players know it's a scrimmage. They're not going to be playing all that hard. These games don't really matter. Um, obviously, you don't want to lose it, and I would be stunned if IU does. But, again, this is a, an exhibition game. There isn't a lot you can put into this one. Even then, excited to see these guys get back on the court. And start what will hopefully be a a really fun, special season for the IU basketball program. I haven't felt this excited about a team since probably that 2015-16 team. Though I don't even know if I had this level of excitement heading into the season. It might be the Victor Oladipo, Cody Zeller team. Um, Their second year together is the last time I felt this excited about a team heading into the season. I'm going to soak in all of the action I can. Uh, we'll talk about all the action as well. We have two more player previews to finish up for the men's basketball team. Perhaps the two most important players on the team this season, Xavier Johnson and Trace Jackson Davis. We'll dive into X uh, and what to expect from him this season here in just a moment. This episode, though, is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. I was looking at my phone earlier trying to pull up underdog fantasy because IU obviously has a bye week this week uh, for college football. I was seeing I didn't expect that they would have college basketball pick them up there yet. They do not. It will eventually be available. So in lieu of the pick them discussions, I'll also talk to you guys about uh, their drafts, which I, I did one tonight for the NBA. Very simple. They have them for NFL, NBA, MLB with the World Series right now, NHL, even PGA Golf. Uh, you just enter a, a draft 
various amounts uh, for NBA, $3, $5, $10, $15. They steadily increase. Uh, and then right away, the rest of the room fills up. Uh, with I did a $3 draft with three people. It took a couple seconds for the room to fill up. You get a minute to look at the kind of draft board, and then you pick away. And that is your team for the night, Daily Fantasy Sports. Uh, and then you can watch the games with a little added incentive on there as well. So um, another reason you guys can head on over to the Underdog website, create an account, uh, and start playing the draft mode as well uh, before the pickums become available for football and basketball next week. Uh, it's easy to play. It's available in over 30 states. The pickums are... A little secret, it's not available in Indiana. Don't tell them I said that. Uh, but the, the drafts are. Uh, as I said, I did play one tonight. So uh, it's one of the easiest fantasy games, or one of the easiest to play fantasy games out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game. So sign up with the promo code Locked On. one word, and Underdog will double your first deposit. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Big thanks to you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only uh, Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Xavier Johnson is a fascinating uh, player both good and bad <laughs> fascinating means a lot of different things when it comes to Xavier Johnson a wild uh, first season in Bloomington last year which had a lot of highs a lot of lows uh, and in between um, there was frustration but by the end of the year I don't know that there was a Big Ten guard playing better than how he did now that came with Again, just some, some. I don't want to keep saying frustration, but I think back to that Notre Dame game in the final Crossroads Classic where he got booed. And I'm not going to, I've made my stance very clear. Do not boo your home players. Mike Woodson made that stance very clear. You support them. I criticize them, which is, I think, the best way to put it. But, uh, that's the same guy that at the end of the season, again, was playing as well as anybody in the Big Ten. Um, from the game against Maryland at home on, uh, that Maryland game, he missed one free throw. And if not for that, he would have been absolutely perfect from the field. Seven of seven from the field, four of four from two, three of three from three, seven of eight from the free throw line. From that game on, it was only a nine-game sample size, but it was the biggest nine games of the season for Indiana. He was absolutely superb. Played 31 minutes, uh, averaged 16.7 points, 6.9 assists, and shot 50% from three. Uh, IU needed him to step up. When IU played well, or excuse me, when Xavier Johnson played well, IU typically played well, um, 
and it's pro- it's not a coincidence that IU went on a bit of a run at the end of the season with Xavier Johnson playing as well as he did. Uh, each of those nine games, he scored in double figures. He had 24 against Maryland, 24 at Minnesota, and a, a back-to-back must-win games. Struggled a bit against Rutgers, and that loss was really good at Purdue. Uh, had 12 assists, a, a season high, uh, and then stepped up big in the, the Big Ten tournament. Uh, 17 points against Michigan, 13 Illinois, 20 against Iowa, um, and then he did struggle a bit once the NCAA tournament started, but he was as important a player as Indiana had not named Trace Jackson Davis last season uh, and really determined how good IU was going to be on a night-to-night basis based on how he played. The key for him this season, I, I feel like we've said this about a number of guys, Finding consistency. There can't be the highs and lows. There can't be the games where you're shooting perfect from the field and the games where you're getting booed by fans. Um, If IU wants to be a a national title contender, they need a much higher baseline from Xavier Johnson. So being a a consistent threat and a consistent... um, option offensively is of the utmost importance for him this season um one of the ways he could he could do that is by being a consistent three-point shooter he wasn't bad last season uh honestly he might have been IU's best three-point shooter by the end of the season which (laughs) as much a indictment on IU's three-point shooting than anything because he shot 38.3 percent on 2.8 attempts per game. Parker Stewart shot 39%, but by the end of the season was struggling so much that um, it didn't really feel like 39%. Now, also, as I said, over the final nine games, Xavier Johnson shot 50% from three. Um, And still, just to give you a sense... He shot 50% over the final nine games. He shot 36% in conference play last year. That gives you you a sense of how hot and cold he ran last season. So finding a a consistent three-point shot with that funky jumper, it's going to be tough because of just the how much variance there's going to be in his jumper, but being a consistent knockdown shooter uh, gives you a certain baseline. Um, It seemed like the playing in the pick-and-roll really... Uh, benefited him, accentuated his strengths, which is another reason why I think IU should go to it a lot. Uh, him and Jalen hood uh will be really good in the pick and roll this year if that is what IU decides to kind of make the base of its offense. For a good chunk of last season, the base of its offense was Chase Jackson Davis post-ups. Defenses adjusted. It took IU a while to adjust back with this pick and roll game, but... Um, they played really, really well when it happened. So I think play, doing more of that might really help Xavier Johnson. And if it does, we saw last year, as good as he plays, uh, when he plays really well, IU played really well. Uh, he was kind of the engine, the motor of this team. And I think there'll be enough pieces around him where they may not rely on him quite as much this season. But still, if he plays well, IU is going to play well this season. So He's going to be a very important part of this team, uh, as any starting point guard would be. Uh, if he can avoid that high variance 
between his good games and his bad games and give IU a constant baseline uh, of what to expect, uh, the Hoosiers could be off and running because that was one of the biggest issues IU had throughout last season was its guard play. We talked about it a lot, and there were times I called for the benching of, of Xavier Johnson, but by season's end, he was, like I said, Nobody was playing better than him out of guards in the Big Ten. Uh, he was absolutely phenomenal and was huge when IU needed him to be. IU needs him all season long to be huge. Hopefully he'll be able to answer that bell again. We saved the best for last when it comes to previews. Obviously, Trace Jackson Davis is left. Um, what's left to accomplish for him on his kind of individual accolades and what is there to look forward to this season we'll talk about all of that here in just a moment it's hard to really do a a preview of trace jackson davis because we've talked about him nonstop throughout uh throughout the offseason throughout the preseason uh with a lot of these guys it's a um it's the first time we mention them uh, by name. With Trace, we've spent we spent the immediate aftermath of the season dissecting his game. Uh, we spent the preseason talking about all the accolades he's going to get. So there isn't a lot left to preview. The biggest thing, obviously, with him individually is going to be that three-point shot. Is he interested in shooting it? Is Mike Woodson... Going to make him shoot it, allow it. I, I don't want to say allow him to shoot it because I definitely think he has the freedom to do it. We saw back in the spring when Trace was working out in LA, there was a lot of three point shots being hoisted up. Is that indicative of what he's looking to do this season? If he really wants to make it to the NBA and that's his ultimate goal. He's going to have to shoot more. Like he's he only shot three times from three last year. I don't even remember the three attempts. Um, they came uh, one of them against Northern Illinois in the second game of the year, one at Penn State, and one at Michigan State, and that is it. He's going to have to average near three attempts a game if he wants to really showcase to NBA teams what his shot looks like. That's obviously not going to make or break the Hoosiers' chances. That's more um, important to his NBA chances. Now, having Trace be able to stretch out to the three-point line with pick-and-pop opportunities, um, with spacing the floor opportunities, uh, would be vital, would be absolutely huge. Until he does it, though, it's hard to really anticipate it. He, I mean, we're talking about a guy that took three three-pointers last season. There's just certain guys where it's just not something that they're comfortable with doing in a game. We'll see if that's the case with Trace this year. Again, I know we've heard about it. We've seen workout video of it. Doing it in an actual game is an entirely different thing. If you look to, I don't want to necessarily compare the two, but look at Ben Simmons. You see workout footage. You see him playing pickup ball. And just hoisting threes. With him, I think it's more of a confidence issue. But you can see how doing something in pickup games with buddies versus doing something in actual games are two vastly different concepts. So is Trace going to be able to take that, translate that to his game? 
I'm also interested to see if kind of that rim protection and defense was real and sustainable last season. Was it just a flash in the pan, or is this uh, is this something he's going to excel at? Because if he continues defensively performing as he did last season, he warranted Defensive Player of the Year for the Big Ten honors. And 2.3 blocks per game, he was really good on, on that side of the ball. Um, it was... Uh, he had a very specific role, uh, and he would, to some degree, chase those blocks. Uh, but when you're blocking them as often as he was, you can, like, that's that's fine. Um, it, it takes some adjusting on the defensive end to make sure his man's accounted for on, on those block attempts. But is that something that's real? Is that something that is sustainable? Because if IU wants to maintain being a great defensive team, having him as a rim protector is vital to that. Um, avoiding foul trouble is something I, I jotted down. It didn't happen often. He only averaged 1.9 fouls per game, but it felt like when he did get in foul trouble, it was in really important moments. The game against Purdue jumps to mind. Um, he struggled at times with fouls against, I believe he was in foul trouble against Illinois, um, against Kofi Coburn in their regular season game. I could have that wrong. It only lists him as th- with three fouls. I don't know if a couple of those were in the first half, but just IU needs him to be on the court. Uh, they have more talent this year that perhaps they can survive without him. Uh, I mean, I know they technically did against that against Purdue in that game I mentioned. They needed Rob Finnessy to have the game of his life, but they still did it. Uh, they need him on the court, though, so staying on the court, those, those last two points are kind of contradictory, though. Can you be a rim protector, a defensive force that also stays out of foul trouble? It's a, it's a, uh, it's a tight needle to thread. And, but IU needs him to be both of those things. It's a, it's a big burden, but when you're a star player like what Trace is, you have larger responsibilities. Um, The last thing is just kind of answering the challenge. And it was something he started, or he really did, in the second half of the season during the tournament run. There were times last year where big games he, I don't want to say disappeared, but he did not play well. Uh, You look to that Purdue game, he has the big matchup with Zach Eady and Travion Williams, does not play well at all. You look at the game against Michigan at home against Hunter Dickinson, uh, Hunter Dickinson thoroughly outplayed him. Even though statistically Trace had 17 and 8, Hunter Dickinson, uh, it, to my recollection, couldn't be stopped. And yeah, he had 25 points on 9 of 12 shooting. Um, the the game against Illinois, Kofi Coburn in the regular season um, had his number. Now, uh, Mike Woodson just outright challenged him when it came tournament time and the fact that he went up against Hunter Dickinson, he went up against uh, Kofi Coburn, he won both of those matchups is very noteworthy. It felt like there was a bit of a breakthrough for him in those games. And then you go to uh, up against a Wyoming team that was uh, had a couple big men that were really good. And suddenly um, it really felt like Trace had this kind of mental breakthrough like I said that he could be the best guy on the floor 
Is he going to be able to carry that over into this season? Because now he's not just facing Hunter Dickinson. He's facing Armando Baycott. He's facing the, the nation's best of the best and not only the Big Ten's best of the best. If he can keep that mindset and go into the games with kind of this swagger that he's he knows he's the best guy on the floor, IU's going to be in a really good place because he has the talent to be the best guy in any game this season for the Hoosiers, which really underlies why I think Indiana fans are excited about this season. You need a leader like that, whether it is a Victor Oladipo or a Cody Zeller, whether it's a Yogi Ferrell, or whether it's a Trace Jackson Davis, um, you need somebody like that to kind of lead you into battle. Trace can be that guy. IU can be that team this year. It's a matter of putting the pieces together and really having a big season. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to watch IU on Saturday. Excited to see them back on the court, even if it is just an exhibition game. You guys know that we are going to have a recap with all of that on Monday. So thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Be sure to come back on Monday to discuss that exhibition game. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, all of that stuff. I continue to see the reviews you guys leave. I cannot thank you enough for all the kind words you have said. Uh, You guys are absolutely awesome. Uh, If you have not already, head on over to Locked on Hoosiers on Apple. Um, Leave us a rating real quick, rating and review. I I greatly appreciate it. It helps us out immensely. Most importantly, though, guys, want everyone to have a, a great Friday, a great weekend. Enjoy an IU football-free weekend. The The stress of that is gone. Take in that IU basketball game and, and enjoy the start of something that should be pretty special this season. Most importantly, though, guys, as always, LEO.